You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice. Man, I am dangerous. This gives me a hard on. Now playing. Why so serious? What is the Matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, what's in the box? You like scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to another very special edition of the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. The show where we take a movie and we decide to review it, well, more like accompany it, by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about that film. I have two amazing guest stars. Well, actually, I've got one amazing co-host and one amazing guest star. The first, the co-host. You know her, like you love her. She's ginger all over. It's Stacey. <laughs> I'm great, thanks, Sam. And that intro is a bit tired and old. Anywho... As you guys have seen by the name of our podcast, if we're going to review the movie Top Gun, we need to get in the queen of 80s cinema podcasts. We need to get the queen, the absolute the best, the pinnacle, the best guest that we could ever hope for. It's Gidget Von the Rue. How are you, Gidget? Oh, goodness me. Take my breath away. Oh, <laughs> I'm blushing all over. It is. It is I, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time, and I'm so bloody pumped to be on your Top Gun podcast podcast because this movie is massive oh it is it absolutely is and we are so delighted to have you Gidget there's literally no one else in the entire world that we could think of that we would take on a highway into the danger zone than you oh thanks Sam and, th- <laughs> and both of you congratulations on getting married by the way uh, oh, oh, you've, you've obviously got a lot more chemistry than Tom and Kelly in this movie I can say that <laughs> I'm so oh, glad you brought that up man holy shit <laughs> uh, so yeah Gidget uh, Retro Cinema Podcast. Before we get into our one, let's have a little rundown on yours. Amazing show. Oh, well, myself, Gidget the and Angry Man, we do a 180s movie per podcast. We only podcast the 80s movies we loved back then because we're both old and we still love now. And at the end of each month, we do a top 10 80s movies list podcast. It's an amazing show because you guys go through the movie and everything that happens, but your level of um, knowledge in terms of trivia is just outstanding mind-blowing it blows me away every time i listen i'm like how does she know all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks guys well it's like watching a a making of the movie and that's how what we try to do through the podcast is give as much research and trivia as possible if there's music we'll play bits of music we started to play in quotes from the movie as well just to sort of break it up but yeah that's the one comment we get a lot of is you know just love the trivia i didn't know this or i didn't know that and it's like it's just great to be able to provide that yeah it's awesome it's such a bloody awesome podcast and definitely fans of our show if you enjoy us and our ramblings and musings you guys will definitely enjoy their show thanks sam Thanks, Stacey. (laughs) So, moving into the movie Top Gun, IMDb have this rated at 6.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, a whopping 55%. Now, Gidget, what would you give this movie a score out of 10,000 Tomcats? Out of 10,000 Tomcats? Oh, this it's tough. I'm dreadful with numbers, so the ten thousand things freaking me out. So can I just do it out of ten? We'll round I, it up. Okay, I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. Wait, seven thousand five hundred. Nice. I'm sorry to say that this is very <laughs> middling for me. There's a few things wrong with it that I just can't get past. So my score is five six six five. I think I'm flying in a similar flight pattern to you here, Gidget. I would give it yeah seven thousand five hundred. 
and two. Oh, we'll get into it next after we yeah. do the plot. But if, if someone hasn't seen Top Gun and you want to play along anyway, we're going to give a quick plot of the movie. So what's the plot, Stacey? Okay, so the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, is sent to the school, his reckless attitude and cocky demeanour put him at odds with the other pilots. <laughs> cocky. But Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot, he's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. I don't remember him fighting for her attention. No, he kind of threw himself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we start off every podcast, unless we get an amazing slew of great questions from our fans, we start off every podcast with a compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this movie. Now, Gidget, feel free to lead us off. Okay, the good thing would be all the filming of the actual aircrafts, all the action scenes, I would say. Yeah. The uh, bad thing is Tom Cruise and Kelly chemistry in it. (laughs) (laughs) And another good thing is Iceman, played by Val Kilmer, who actually didn't want to be in this movie, but due to his contract, he had to be in it. So. Oh, that's a good oh, bit of trivia. Yeah. So gutted that Val Kilmer eventually played Batman because I would have loved it if he'd played Mr. Freeze. That might have been a very different movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been, yeah. <laughs> so my first good thing is Goose. He's the man. Oh, Goose is great. Yes. Yeah. He's switched on. He's a well-rounded character. He wears appropriate clothing at the beach, like shorts and T-shirt. <laughs> he has a wife and children. You know, he he's he's a bit of a larrikin, likes it, doesn't take himself too seriously, but He's not too douchey about it like some of the others. My bad thing is, Gidget, I'm really sorry, but those (laughs) opening scenes with airplane action, whatever the hell they were doing, was so confusing. It was terrible. The camera (laughs) angles, I didn't know what was going on, who was shooting who, what planes were, what was going on. I must admit, later in the movie, they were much better. So my final good thing is that once you take away all the crappy bits about the love story and stuff like that not quite working, it's just pure, straightforward movie. It's about guys flying planes, that's what they do and they just don't muck around and I really appreciated that my good thing is that it's just stupid it's just stupid (laughs) stupid fun my bad thing is it's stupid and my good thing is it's stupid stupid fun Okay, so that's an either an incredibly lazy answer or there's some um, something behind it. You know it's stupid. You know you're not going to see fucking Schindler's List or something like that. You're getting just the stupid action movie. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but enjoy it. That's it. And, and it is, as I said, it's a Tony Scott film. It's, it is really well filmed. Hey, I'm not even mentioning the best thing about it, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It won <laughs> a mean, fucking Oscar. Harold Faltermeyer, Giorgio Moroder. I mean, this soundtrack was massive. I actually, I do have some trivia. The album reached number one in the charts for five consecutive weeks in the summer of 1986. It was the best-selling soundtrack of 1986, and it's still one of the best-selling soundtracks of all time. And I bet the number one is Bodyguard, but I didn't look into that. But yeah, yeah, that'll be up there, eh? Or Blues yeah. Brothers is one of those ones. Yeah. That is yeah. fascinating. Cool. So what's question number two, says? Okay. So... Which character would win Big Brother? Viper. Ooh. Yeah, the head flight instructor, He's he seems like he's got a good control on his emotions. Quite often on Big Brother, they tend to vote off the emotional nut jobs and, or, you know, most of their characters in this film are all emotionally stunted in their growth. I can understand that because I think because uh, Tom Skerritt's portrayal of him, it's like he's been there, done that, he's been to war. 
He, yeah. he's, he's been in the midst and, and he's got – because he's the head of the Top Gun school, he's really got to keep a very cool and calm head. And also his age, he's an older man as well, yeah. whereas all these young whippersnappers all acting all <laughs> arrogant and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think that's, that's a good pick. Stacey, who would you pick? I'm going with Goose. I've already yeah, that talked was the about easy him. Yeah, yeah, same. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, same. but he's just so likeable and that's what people vote for that and they want to see him and he'd be entertaining on screen and, you know, having fun in the house. And he's funny. You know, yeah, when he does, he is, does that bit funny. in the movie and they said, oh, you know, this is the plaque with all the best of the best that have got past the Top Gun school. And he's, he likes, uh, no, lads, it's two O's in Goose. <laughs> you know, and he's got, it's just, and, that, and I think that's probably the most emotional part of the movie is when Goose dies. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Absolute yeah, yeah. travesty. Because yeah. you're like, no, not you, Goose. You're the best part of the movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, the, I agree with you, Stacey. I think he would, he would just hands down win Big Brother. Absolutely. Question number three is, what flavour ice cream is this movie? I'm going for a very literal translation with this ice cream, and it's a made-up flavour that I'm making up right now. Ooh. It's a, a blue bubblegum ice cream mm-hmm. with some gummy jet planes Lollies. in oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that exists, Stacey. I bet somewhere blue bubblegum ice cream exists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I am going to go with banana ice cream because this movie is fucking bananas. <laughs> Sam, I think you're giving this movie a hard time. No, I'm, I'm, in a good way. And like, this is bananasly awesome. I love it. Oh, okay. It's All right. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I went with, and this does exist, uh, Tutti Frutti ice cream, which contains various chopped candied fruits. And I'm not going to explain that. I'm just going <laughs> to Yes, you don't need to. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> I love the subtle undertone there. Well done. <laughs> Question number four. If you guys were a recruitment consultant and this film came to you looking for a job, what sort of job would this movie be suitable for? Mouse stripper. Makes so much sense. <laughs> that is a great answer. I yeah, really it's, love that. It's stumped Stacey now. She's... Well, I was already stumped. So the plane of the day is basically in the F-14 Tomcat. So I reckon this plane would be great at running a cattery. Ah. <laughs> Of all its tomcats. It would be great. <laughs> that is bizarre and I really like it. I've come up with something. You know how in the Avengers movie they take Captain America and he does those little training videos for like high school kids. Oh, PSAs on and stuff. Various, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should just pick this movie up and that is takes on that same role of this is how to be American, this is how to be military, this is, you know. Or a recruitment video for the Air Force sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Question five, how long would you guys survive in this movie's world? Well, I mean, the fun-loving, wisecracking, cool dude that is Goose dies in this movie. So I'm more of an arsehole like Iceman. I'd I'd survive to the end. I'd probably end up like Goose, so I'd make it to about halfway through the movie. I'm a really good person, so I'd, I'd, be, a, I'd be a goner because, yeah, only the, the dickheads get to the end. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd more be on the fringe of this movie, more like the Meg Ryan character, like the wife who just turns up. And actually, I was going to say that means I last till the end of the movie because I'm alive. 
But actually, she just fades off. She's like, you know, she kind yeah, of once ghost out, dies, yeah. then she goes off into the sunset and does whatever. Yeah, true. Okay, number six. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Partway through the movie, um, there's a scene where Maverick is in the classroom doing his work or whatever. Charlie walks past and they have a conversation. I think maybe it's after their date or something the oh, next yeah, day yeah. Or, and they're saying, is, oh, yeah. we can't do this, da 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 blah. When she's giving him shit's test scores or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so anyway, it's a really hot day. That classroom is filled with fans, which are circulating the air, and her hair is not moving at <laughs> all. Her big, buffy, 80s, curly mop is static. How, how is that possible? Hairspray. Hairspray. Love. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say Kelly McGillis has got beautiful hair in this movie. I always notice things like that. Like we just did um, Shoot to Kill or, or Deadly Pursuit as it's known in other countries. And Kirstie Alley's hair in that is just stunning. I notice hair. It's, it must be an obsession of mine. Like good <laughs> good hair. And Kelly McGillis in this movie has got really good hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my deep philosophical debate is, do these guys just start fucking World War Three at the end of this movie? Like I, I know there's a small snippet where they're like, oh, both countries are denying the altercation or something like that, but the Russians have blown up an American jet and the Americans have blown up a Russian jet. I don't think they're going to let that shit slide, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and, it's, and they're meant to be protecting... The whole reason they're meant to go up is to protect a ship, right? Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I said a very similar thing regarding the a philosophical debate about that. It's like, what? Who, who are they fighting? And why is it over so quickly? Like, that was, yeah. it was a really quick, like, just, you know, I, I shower longer than that, <laughs> than that, than that whole dogfight right at the end. So it's like, well, who are, the, who are they fighting against? Where was the ship? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That they were meant to be protecting. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fucking sunk somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah how, it's already how? it's already out of there. It's it's yeah. gone. It's 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 already it's already turned itself into a P and O cruise line. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're fighting over nothing. <laughs> yeah. Question number seven: Which character from this film just clearly needs to get laid? I'm gonna go with Iceman because he just I don't know. There's just something about him. Like he clearly is the top guy right before. Maverick comes along and he's agitated about that. And then Maverick comes along and gets the girl, apparently. I don't think he's into girls. Well, <laughs> yeah. There was that okay, blonde floozy yeah. like cracking onto him hard at the pub and he did not look interested in her at all. Well, either way, he needs to get laid, right? Cause yeah. I went with Jester, Michael Ironside. Oh, that's a good choice. He seems very tense. He, he just needs a bit of, you know, sexual healing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, just needs to – I mean, he's a good guy and he, he understands Maverick's potential, but, yeah, he just he just seems and, – and I find Michael Einstein quite sexy as well. I also find Val Kilmer very sexy as well, so – yeah, he's pretty hot in this movie. And the guy that played Slider, he's hot. Actually, yeah, most of them, apart from Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll I'd even do Kelly McGillis over Tom Cruise. <laughs> and she'd be up for it too, actually. <laughs> yeah, she would. <laughs> the one for me is, I can't remember the guy's call sign name or whatever, but he's the guy in the school when they're talking about like the flying or whatever, and one of those guys goes, oh, this has got me so hard. And the other guy says, oh, don't tease me like that. Or don't, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's don't, like, don't tease me. I was like, that guy needs to knock some boots. He's fucking... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Stace, your favourite quest? Oh, yeah. It's about time we sorted this out once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into Top Gun? So I would have him as a goofy clerk running around uh, the NAS Miramar 
uh, and he's always following Jester around with a clipboard. Oh, that's good. It puts me in loss because he would have been quite young in this movie. So, yeah, I could I could sort of imagine him just bumbling around the flight school somewhere, not having much of a role at all. Maybe he's fucking watching the beach volleyball and he's the ref or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's hanging out in the showers with a bloody block of soap trying to offer it to people, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) What do you reckon, Stacey? Oh, man. You know what? Every movie, it just gets more and more incredibly difficult to find a role for him. He could have been the the Charlie role. Just put a wig on and a dress. (laughs) Exactly. That actually would have immensely improved this whole movie. It would have just turned it into a straight comedy. So you're going with that? Yeah, I love it. Good work. So question number nine is what quote from this movie would you... would Your body's writing checks that your ass can't cash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your yeah, mouth's that... writing checks. Oh, your ego's writing checks that your body can't cash. There we go. If I threw that at a chick, I'm pretty sure she would throw me out of the fucking pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I don't think you do well on that one (laughs) so I like this line where it's interesting because it didn't work in the movie but I think it means something different to us in everyday life than what it was intended to in the movie and that's again when I think it might be that same scene I've talked about where Maverick is in the classroom and he says if the government trusts me, maybe you could. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? And no, you're out. If the government trusts you, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I collect the dole from the government, so they must trust me. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See what I mean? It doesn't mean the same thing. That yeah, he it doesn't. Was, yeah, he was yeah. kind of meaning, you know, the military, you know. Yeah. And Charlie has an awesome comeback. She says it takes a lot more than fancy flying. Yeah, crash and, crash and burn, Mav. Yeah. Well, my pickup line that I picked would be, Jesus Christ, and you think I'm reckless? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's really good. I just think if I went up and said that to a guy in a bar, he'd just be like, get away from me and get a restraining <laughs> order. I can attest to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that moves us on to question number 10. What specific top 10 list would you put this movie on? Oh, this is so my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two. I, I, I got greedy and I picked two. I picked one sensible one. Uh, I picked top 10 80s movie soundtrack. Yeah, awesome. Because it's so cool. Or top 10 leading 80s couples with zero chemistry. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. It it's so – it stands out so much. And that's the other thing. Tom Cruise's character in this movie – is not likable one bit. No, he's not. I'm not rooting for him at any point in this movie. I'm not going, oh, poor Mav. Even when Goose dies, I don't feel sorry for Maverick. No. I just I just think he's really arrogant. He's full of himself. He's got short man complex, definitely. Oh, yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and just think, oh, no. I just didn't find him attractive in this movie at all. He's a dick in this movie. <laughs> it's really hard for me to find. I need to think of a very specific top 10 list because based on the rating I gave this movie, it's not really flying into the top 10 of anything obvious for me. What about um, top 10 most confusing opening scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I can't remember the last time I watched the first five minutes of a movie and just looked at Sam and went, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. <laughs> my my one is top ten movies that have a character inexplicably named something insulting or racist or whatever. So, Because the lone black guy in this movie... His call sign is sundown. And what happens when the sun goes down? It turns black. (laughs) (laughs) 
I watched it and I was like, the black guy's sundown? <laughs> what the fuck? How do you get away with that? You'd be amazed what 80s movies got away with. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of our all play questions. We now move into our personal questions. And Gidget, as our wonderful guest, you get to start. I will hit you with my best shot. Okay, this is number 11. <laughs> and uh, okay, so what would you pick if you had to pick a different song for Maverick, Goose, etc., to sing to Charlie in the bar? As soon as I think of 80s music, all I can think of is Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. And oh. I could I could just imagine Tom Cruise just screaming in her face, I fucking need you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna stop tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I think it just leads off pretty well as well. She's just sitting there at the bar with her back to him and he just walks up to her and is like, turn around every now and every then. Every now and then I get a little bit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Stacey, what would be your song? Oh, well, I'm I'm kind of combining this. So my song is also one that won't work as a pickup line. Um, <laughs> That's even funnier, though. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit ostracizing, <laughs> and it's a little bit of an older song. So it's a Rod Stewart song from 1978. Do you think I'm sexy? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Imagine yes. all those guys creeping up to you singing that. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> that's a great pick. So the song you, you've lost that loving feeling is from 1964. So I thought that's what I'll do. I'll I'll pick a song from 1964. So I went with two. I went with the Beatles singing "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and Aww. I went with the Beach Boys. I get around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beach Boys, definitely. That's yeah. perfect for this movie. Around yeah, because remember, because because they're always saying, you know, oh, he got with the corporal's daughter, or he's, you know, Meg, Meg Ryan's character. Uh, says when they're at the restaurant, she said, you know, there'll be hearts breaking all over the world tonight because he is 100% <laughs> in love with you. So obviously they're trying to make out Maverick as, you know, a real womanizer. So I True. thought you may as well just lay it right on the line and start singing I Get Around. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so my next question, number 12, and this is, this is a serious one, so put your serious hats on. <laughs> uh, was it Maverick or Iceman's fault Goose died? Iceman, the whole fucking Ice way. Iceman too. Yeah. Yep, same. He wouldn't get it the fuck out of the way. Yeah, and they ended up in his jet's wash, and that's what sent them in the spin. But, yeah, it was it was Iceman being stubborn and going, I've nearly got him, I've nearly, I just need five, and they're just like, get out of the way, get out of the way, and, yeah, totally Iceman's fault. Yeah. So big, yeah. He's a big douche poodle. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> number, number 13, uh, what one product would – this movie be perfect to advertise. I was actually going to say hair gel. Oh, yeah, Ooh, hair yeah. gel. Or hair, hair gel spray. and hair spray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with sports jeans, you know. <laughs> Apparently you can play volleyball on the beach in your jeans. Why not? Sports jeans. Yeah, I think they should bring that into the Summer Olympics, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forget, all the, forget all this skimpy outfit. Put, put, them, yeah. put everyone in jeans and the girls can wear like tank tops or something like that. Yeah. That's the one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put down... <laughs> yeah. Antiperspirant and deodorant because, oh, damn, that everyone's sweating all the time. In the control panel, they're all sweating. In the planes, they're sweating. In the bloody classrooms, they're all yeah. sweating, except for, yeah. for, for Charlie. She's never sweating, but everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. It's funny because as soon as you mentioned that, I just remember their commander dude. It's like in the one of the first scenes where he's in that tiny room smoking a cigar. And he honestly looks like someone's dumped a bucket of water on his fucking head, eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, 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 I will get um, my partner Colonel to make a gif of just all the sweat scenes. That, yes. should, uh, that should take yes. up about an hour. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost as long as the film, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
that sort of leads me on to my first question from my set. Obviously, there's a lot of undertones about homosexuality in this, so that's why I've got to ask you guys this question. What love story is more believable, Maverick and Charlie or Maverick and Iceman? Maverick and Iceman, a hundred <laughs> times over. A hundred times over. Maverick and Slider, Maverick and Wolfman, Maverick and Merlin, all of them above Charlie. <laughs> Maverick yes. and his motorcycle. Maverick, yeah, Maverick, yes. Maverick, Maverick and, and his, his aircraft. <laughs> his <laughs> jeans. His the, the beach volleyball. volleyball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. 100%. Uh, totally agree. Because they're making Top Gun 2 now. It's all been announced. And, what? Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, it's, it's like Top oh Gun hashtag Maverick. That's the working title or the title I'm going with. Val Kilmer's announced that he's back in this. And I will be gutted if we don't get them two in a you know same-sex relationship in Top Gun 2. I know there's a whole bunch of bros out there who will be like, this is PC culture gone mad. But if they've got a great love story, you know, they yeah. go, it's almost like a romantic comedy. They, you know, meet each other. There's a bit of tension. They don't get on. They hate each other. Then right at the end, there's a big act and they sort of come back yeah. together and they, you know, you can be mine. And they, they <laughs> bond over the loss of Goose. Exactly. They, <laughs> it's a romantic comedy without the full-on romance. <laughs> right. Where are we up to, Sam? So we had this submitted to us by quite a few fans. IMDb Journey sent it to us. There was a couple of other mates that sort of mates and fans of the show that text us in and so I had to I already had it down so it was already good to go what would your guys call signs be mine's easy I'm red fox (laughs) (laughs) so you actually have red hair I actually do I love red hair (laughs) Sam what would yours be Uh, bald eagle (laughs) (laughs) we're both going with hair themes there or lack of (laughs) (laughs) yep All right. mine's nice and easy and it's nice and short so it'll fit on my helmet it's sloth because <laughs> I wouldn't even get out of bed. I'd just be like, yeah, yeah whatever. And they're like, you're going to the Top Gun school. I'd be like, yeah, next year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can't be bothered. Yeah. Oh, so that, that's my call sign. That's great. Yes. Okay. So my final question is, well, when you, when you get Gidget on, you need to ask a real 80s, 80s question. So that's why I've come up with this one. And despite being Top Gun about 200% of an 80s movie, I think this is one of the first movies that people think of when they think of 80s movies. How could this movie have been even more 80s? This is, this is an easy one for me. Charlie just needed to to wear leg warmers and do more rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. What are you, Stace? Uh, yes. I'm going to go with um, adding some more 80s stars into the movie. So make it a more of an ensemble. So we've already kind of complained about the lack of um, sexual chemistries. So I'm thinking Demi Moore would oh, be yeah. a good replacement or maybe even Jennifer Grey. Oh, not Jennifer M- More, <laughs> More 80s, more age-appropriate, potentially could have had better chemistry with Tom Cruise. But I'm thinking, what's the connection with these guys? They've both started movies with Patrick Swayze. Oh. Patrick Swayze needed to be in this movie. Swayze yes. killed it in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. Kurt Russell. Yes, that's another good Okay, connection. let's just throw Goldie Horn in while we're yeah. at it. Yes. <laughs> Goldie Horn can be the instructor, then we don't have to have the relationship thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only thing I could come up with when I was looking at this was maybe introducing an animal of some description or a robot. They were really common in the 80s. Maybe a talking dog. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. There was no boobies in this movie. That's true. We didn't get the random, you know, just not sex-related shot. Just, booby shot, yeah. 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 So, yeah, let's we're talking about the date and we've but you know, he turns up all sweaty 
late to the date and he actually I noticed treats her like his mum the entire time like he's going around to his mum's place for dinner that's how he kind of treats the situation Um, so anyway just all in all shockingly ill prepared for that date so guys tell me about the most ill prepared date that you've ever experienced one of my most ill prepared dates was she was actually an Aussie girl Um, she was kind of a friend I don't know if it was a date or not but it was Valentine's Day so she sort of texted me and was like, "Hey, what it was a date, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, let's just get, wait, wait a bit, Stacey. Buddy, pump okay. the brakes." So she texted me and said, "Hey, do you want to come out and have dinner with me tonight?" And this is in London. Do you want to come out and have dinner with me in Chinatown? I was like, "Oh, fuck, yeah, okay." She's like, "Yeah, I don't have anyone. You don't have anyone. How about we meet up? Is that cool?" I was like, "Yeah, sweet as." So I, I was like, "Oh, I should probably like get her a card or something. You know, make this quite sweet." So I went out, brought her a card, all that sort of shit. And then I showed up there, and there was about eight other people. I wasn't the only one she was texting. She texted around a group of people and was like. <gasps> Hey, do you guys want to meet? Yeah, yeah. So I showed up with this card like, oh, what the fuck? That got through in the bin and then I went for dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's, so it wasn't a date. It was a party. It, yeah, it was like a let's get together, hey, we're all single sort of thing. So when I read the text, I was like, whoa, this is fucking out there. But it was just a group text that she'd sent around all, you know, guys and girls to say, hey, let's meet up sort of thing. So, <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, well, mine, I, I had to write down two because I couldn't pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one of them, this is embarrassing. Um, one of them, uh, I, it was it was middle of winter and uh, this guy that I liked uh, ended up phoning me up finally and said, you know, do you want to come out for dinner? He said, I've got this voucher for this really nice restaurant. And he said, but I'll come and pick you up. I'll be there in like half an hour. And I had a quick shower, but I didn't have time to do the normal process of shaving the legs, shaving the armpits, shaving the everything else. Yeah, <laughs> all the fun stuff. I, I just didn't think, you know, it was the first date, so I didn't think anything would happen. But of course yeah. it did. And, oh. <laughs> and, oh. and my second one was I went out with a guy and we, we went to a restaurant and it turns out that his wife was there with her parents all having dinner. Holy oh. shit. Mm. God. Yeah. So I just turned around and walked out of the restaurant. I left him there. I went, you're on your own, buddy. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Oh, oh yeah. my God. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm at the confessional. Don't worry. It's not like this is going on the internet or anything. Yeah, exactly. Not like anyone's going to be listening to this. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we loved the beach volleyball and the jeans. Can you think of something more impractical to play beach volleyball in? I, I just wrote down scuba gear, tank, the goggles, <laughs> the flippers, the whole thing. Yeah. I want to see a volleyball game with everyone in full scuba gear. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, I had two sort of outfit choices, and one of these I've worn and one of them I haven't, and I'll let you guys decide what they are the first of which is lederhosen you know the full <laughs> yeah the german full austrian yeah. yeah yeah and the other one is a gimp suit so you know your black latex mask and outfit and everything basically what the guys were playing in in dodgeball when their suitcases got fucking mixed up pulp fiction yes and bring, a pulp bring, fiction. bring out the gimp i really hope it's the lederhosen sam <laughs> Yes. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I have, I have worn lederhosen, yes. That's correct. I've been to Oktoberfest, yeah. Phew. Trust me, that's better than the gimp suit. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. And question 19. 
this really confused me. And actually, at the end of the movie, I was like, what the hell was that movie about? Maverick's motivation for getting into the um, Top Gun school and going into the same profession as his dad just makes no sense because that's a real sore point for him. He doesn't like talking about him. He doesn't like when people bring it up to him. So can I need you guys to explain it to me. So what is Maverick's motivation? It's funny. It's a real guy's thing to be absolutely terrified that they're going to turn out like their father and yet he goes and does this anyway and that's I think that is is a guy's fear of repeating my father's mistakes and I think the screenwriter when he was writing it was using that as a motivation of like what's something deep and emotional that a guy goes through oh well guy's scared of repeating his dad's mistakes oh we'll write that in there put that in there here have some more cocaine let's keep fucking through this (laughs) (laughs) that's enough emotional shit get moving (laughs) I I, I said we wrote down as in based on his character I said so he can be a smart ass arrogant show off and it's just in his blood yeah Yeah. that's good that sums it up I mean think about think about his character who's going to employ him (laughs) he he already he just thinks the sunshine's out his own butt so you're not. I wouldn't employ him. So it's probably one of the very few fields he could, Maverick's character could actually go into. And plus, he's obviously got the natural instinct for it, as they keep sort of saying through the whole movie. That's a good point. Like if he shows up to dates, like sweating and jeans and a bomber jacket and stuff. Imagine where he's going to show up to a job interview, like yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. Sweating and jeans and a bomber jacket. Yeah, sweating and jeans and a bomber. <laughs> Why do you think you're suitable for this job? Oh, well, I like fucking pissing people off. So you know, when you're sitting in your office, I'm just going to run past with a fucking fire alarm <laughs> screaming at you or some shit. And I'll do whatever I want. I'm just oh going to go God, out of my it way. It just to occurred me. to me. That's how every what? millennial is right now, getting a job. Yes. <laughs> oh true. my God. They're so all Maverick. Maverick. I deserve this. Yeah. Why? Yeah. No idea. And I'm just going to do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Exactly. It's so true. My <gasps> oh, mom my said God. I'm the penny just dropped. Another bad thing about this movie is that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie's actually getting worse the more we talk about it. I think I need to review my score, yeah. <laughs> See, sometimes when we talk about things, we learn to love them more, but I'm not sure that happened this time. Yeah, we're discovering it's racist, <laughs> it created millennials, it's like... <laughs> That moves us down to our final question, which is our listener question. And this listener is one of our favorite listeners, favorite fans, one of our favorite people in a lot of ways. It is Mr. Phil Joynson. Congratulations on your new little bubs. I'm very happy for you, bud. It's good to hear you've added to the family. And got to admit, Guy, it was so awesome to tell you about this and the amount of joyous reaction that you gave me over Messenger in terms of oh my god I fucking love that movie (laughs) it feels an Aussie isn't he he's over there in England yeah yeah he lives over in England he's from Perth he's again just goes that Aussies and Kiwis can get along he's fucking great dude maybe it's just Australians from Melbourne I don't get on with anyway that's (laughs) no one likes people from Melbourne come on let's let's face it (laughs) that might that might actually be it I might have actually cracked the code here no one likes Melbourne (laughs) well hi Phil from Australia we're fine everything's fine here Phil it's all good (laughs) still Australia See, anyway, Phil, and, and it's quite funny because before Phil even sent me this question, Stacey even asked me while we were watching this movie. So we talked about it before. I mean, Tom Cruise starts singing a song to Charlie in the bar, and after he finishes his first sort of opening verse, Sundown then grabs the mic from him and starts singing, and it's noticeably different. Sundown actually knows how to sing, dance. So Phil wants to know, when Sundown grabs the mic, what is the purpose of him doing that? Is he kind of gutted that Maverick scored this chick and he's trying to cock block him. Now, what do you guys think? <laughs> I just think I just think he's a, a better singer and he's like, dude, none of you can sing properly. 
So I'm going to show you how it's done. I've got this. This uh, I've got this bag, baby. I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to entertain the rest of the bar. You can you can toddle off and have no chemistry with this woman at the bar, but I am going to show you how to sing this song. I reckon that's it. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree. I'm a little bit on the fence on this because I agree with you. He should entertain the bar, but why does he stand there staring at them while he's while he's singing it? <laughs> that is definite cock block. He's like, fuck this. I can get that chick, you know, with this song. So maybe he's trying yeah. to get Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. See, I'm sort of with you as well, Stacey. I think the sundown has run the maths. He's looked around the bar. There's like three females in the bar. One of them's throwing herself all over Iceman. The other one's now getting cracked onto by Maverick. He, in, I don't know, if, actually maybe there was only two girls in the bar. And he's just <laughs> thought to himself, this dude, pff, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Phil. There's your answer. Thanks again for sending that in to us. And while we're giving out the thanks, thanks again, Gidget, for coming on our podcast and being our amazing guest. Yes, thank you. Oh, thanks. This has been so much fun. I've had a super, super fun time. Uh, you're both absolutely lovely. And as I said, great, great podcast. It's a, real, it's a really great idea. And I love the questions. And yeah, just keep that Nicolas Cage thing going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. That's, that's gold. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I might, yeah, we actually, Colonel's very good at doing Photoshop. I might have to get him to Photoshop Nick Cage's face onto Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Would, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll use it as a promotional image for this episode. That'd be great. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But th- thanks again. I can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when we got you on, we obviously, as I said, the start of the podcast, wanted you in for an 80s movie, wanted the trivia, wanted uh, your amazing knowledge and wit and uh, everything that you brought to it, and you've done well. So I think you've probably made a few fans out there in our podcast listening universe. So, Gidget, how can they find your podcast? Literally just go onto Google, just type in The Retro Cinema Podcast. It's Angry Man and myself, and we are on all available players, including uh, iTunes, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. And you can listen directly from our site as well. We do have a website, The Retro Cinema podcast or the retrocinema.com and you can listen directly from our site as well and of course my partner colonel kickhead he does really beautiful movie gifts for us and yeah. so they're on our retro cinema instagram and anyone can access them and use them so oh brilliant that's so cool that's fun uh, and i've got that. and i've got one more bit of trivia just to finish off the podcast oh yeah lay it on yeah us, yeah the real top gun school actually imposes a five dollar fine to anyone at in the staff that quotes from the movie <laughs> They're like, enough, enough, no more Top Gun, bloody lines from that bloody movie, $5 fine. <laughs> That's brilliant. Cool, so that takes us down to the end. Now, how can people find us if they want to get a hold of us, Stacey? I don't know, Sam. They can find us, at, they can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Yep. We are on Twitter at as Movie Reviews In. Yep, that's the one. What We're also on Facebook. Yeah, Movie Reviews and 22s. And. And that's it. Yeah. Anyway, that's thanks from me. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Hello, dear listeners. Our wonderful guest, Gidget Von der Rue, absolutely blew us away with her in depth knowledge and trivia about this film. Now, you guys know this show. We like to keep it to a fairly strict show format where we keep it under 45 minutes. And unfortunately, if we kept in everything that Gidget threw at us, the show would have been twice that. This woman knows her stuff. She was an amazing guest, and I 
felt bad. I felt horrible even trimming any of it out. But what I've managed to do is put together this. For the first time on Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, it's the Gidget Vonnaroo Solid Gold Trivia Hits. That's right, it's all the best parts plucked from all the stuff we had to cut. Why don't you hit us with some trivia, Gidget? First of all, um, Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis hated each other. Tom Cruise is five foot seven. Kelly McGillis is five foot ten. So yeah. all their scenes, they had to put him in platform shoes, and she had to be in bare feet. Now, when they were yeah. filming this movie, all of all of the actors got taken up in the planes. Right? Every single person, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside, all of them, Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise. Everybody vomited apart from Anthony Edwards. Do you want to do like one of those sort of adverts, you know, to, to put in front of this movie? You know, could you join the Navy? Didn't need to. The Navy went, nah, this, this movie's sorting it out. And a few people have admitted <laughs> this is just a basically join the Navy movie. I think Tom Cruise had never ridden a motorbike before. He actually went before the filming started and learnt to ride a motorbike. So credit to oh, him there. Shit. Believe it or not, now we can say, oh, you know, it's, it's dumb fun. This is made for $15 million, which is pretty impressive because you think there was no CGI. Yeah. So they're using real planes that had to pay for the fuel. They had to pay uh, the Navy to, to be able to borrow all, all, all the stuff that you see in that movie. So, of course, made for $15 million, which is really impressive, and it made $356 million. You mentioned uh, the, the sequel that they're, they're making. They've actually brought Kenny Loggins back to do the music. So I did actually find out uh, some of the actresses that were up for the role. So we had Tatum O'Neill, Jodie Foster, Daryl Hannah, Imagine the lifts they'd have to put him in if he was in a movie oh, with Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, yeah, that would have been, been amazing, phenomenal. They'd be right? hanging him from the roof or something. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to chop her, her, half her legs off. Diane Lane, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Linda Hamilton. Also, Carrie Fisher was considered for the role as well. Oh, Carrie Fisher! Oh, I miss wow. You. Any yeah. of those actresses would have yeah. been better. Yeah. <laughs> But the problem was they actually didn't have the romance as much between the two of them in the initial cut of the movie. They took it for screenings to the public and the public actually wanted more sexual tension between the two characters. So that movie where they're in the elevator and sh- and Kelly oh, McGillis yeah. is wearing the cap, yeah. you'll yeah. notice Tom Cruise's hair's a bit longer. They'd already finished filming. Both of them had gone on to different projects by now. They had to come back and film that scene in the lift just to add a bit more sexual tension between the two of them. The real Top Gun school actually imposes a $5 fine to anyone in the staff that quotes from the movie. 